Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Red Men TV. Unfortunately, Liverpool have been beaten uh, 5-4 on penalties, one all in the Community Shield with Arsenal. I am joined by Paul Machen. It is our instant match reaction. Paul, it's a shit-friendly anyway. Yeah, yeah, it is. Who's asked? Um, no, I'm a little asked. I think... I, I think it it is. It's not. It's 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 fine when you win it. When you don't, you'd have to shrug because it it kind of is what it is. And you know, people always talk about it. I, I was I was looking into like the records of it. Who's got the most? And now Arsenal have I've got one more than us. Then they've got sixteen to our to our fifteen now, uh, which is like I'm, I'm still trailing some Manchester United by some distance. But like we've. About fifteen, we've shared it like seven times or something, and that's the point of it, isn't it? You know, it's not, it's not a big one. It's a, it's, it's a season curtain raiser. It's, it's something that when you're on holiday, like your your dad'd find a local bar to watch it because it was just a good reason to get away for a bit and have a pint and watch some football. But everything's changed now. You watch every single game. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's pre-season or not. Yeah. So there's a level of importance that comes with everybody watching it all around the world. Yeah, I, I, I talk about this a lot, particularly with the pre-season stuff. Because I think you're dead right. Is that we the, for a lot of people. The, your what your watching of the game experience is no different. So if you if you consume this match in exactly the same way that you consume every other every other match, it will feel exactly the same as every other match. It's hard for you and if you don't judge beyond what you, you know what you're seeing in a, on a top line sense, and that's goals and who won. Then it's easy to go, oh well, that, this is this is a loss for Liverpool. It's a draw for Liverpool. You know. Yeah, you but, know I mean, I'll be honest, right? I'm I'm there at the end of the game. You're doing the outro on the on the stream and stuff, and I'm pissed off. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch that back, I'm probably sat there fuming because I don't like seeing Liverpool lose. Absolutely. And everybody's entitled to feel like that. And the, the difference, I think, you've got to, you've got to have perspective on these type of things, haven't you? And mm-hmm. let's drill down into the game a little bit, Paul. We started the four three three. The talking point going into the game was Nico Williams, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And how he was going to fare against Aubameyang. For the most part, how did you think he actually fared? Let's take the goal out of it for a second. How do you think he fared? It was. It's it's very difficult to judge because I think they had they had had a couple of opportunities. Three of those efforts, didn't he? You know, Aubameyang's going. The other two are a little bit more central. You know, without without looking back and judging, I thought he was okay. I think what you, what I've seen, and again, this is this is the biggest problem with all this is that it tends to be the thing that tends to wind me up is, is the reactions that you see to it rather than it in and of itself. And of course, it's, it's exacerbated by a feeling of annoyance or disappointment when Liverpool don't win it win a game. I thought he was okay. I, you know, I, and I think there's a natural temptation because this is how we analyse football and how and we've learned how to do this from the telly because this is how they analyse football they analyse football in misery yeah. so whatever something goes wrong and, and the thing that goes wrong is a goal being conceded who's to blame whose fault is it well it's Nico Williams that's his man because he's over on that side doesn't get across we were saying during the live commentary I, look uh, those goals get scored and it's more often than not if it's someone of that quality Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is better at football than Nico Williams because mm-hmm. he's a world-class forward and goal scorer and from that side. So I think Nico all all told was 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 Did okay. he offer enough for us going forwards? No, no. I, I, and he didn't. The things that I think he's very good at, I think he's very good on the ball. I think he's very good driving forwards. I just. I think he whether he whether he was or not to blame, and that's up to Klopp to decide whether he was. Let's be honest. We don't know the game plan. Do exactly. We? Uh, it is that I think it impacted him. I don't think he was as comfortable after that because he's got that in his mind. Is that I can't 
ever shut off and switch off and any sense of confidence that you, you, know, you stride into the game with does get taken away from you a little bit and look to sit here and go I don't think Nico Williams offered enough in an attacking sense when Mohamed Salah was a bit crap and Bobby Firmino up until a point was a bit crap and even Manny who looked, looked constantly dangerous mm. was by his own standards a bit crap uh, and one out, you know, there's tons of guys who weren't really uh, first team uh, yeah. lads who've carried us to a league title 100%. not just the young lad who's coming in against the world class forward and let's move it on then let's talk a little bit about James Milner because I think his performance kind of went hand in hand with how Liverpool fared first half for me I think mm-hmm. you know you look at James Milner first five ten minutes he's a little bit all over the place then he grabs the game by the scruff of the neck as Liverpool grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck he starts moving around finding these pockets of space and Liverpool start using James Milner I mean it was a big it was a big first half from him really wasn't it especially because we've not seen him in centre midfield for so long mm-hmm. yeah and he's, and he's he's good at doing it and uh, uh, as with ever I think it's an, it's an easy it's an easy target in James Milner I think you saw what he does and it's and it's impossible to put your finger on it sometimes because I would say the yellow card he picks up is one of the reasons he's in the team somebody who knows more about football and maybe hyper analysed it more might say well that opportunity doesn't arise if you've got a different midfielder in, on, on the pitch to start with instead of Milner but for me he, he, you know we he, were he, overloading he, at the time when he picks that yellow card yeah, up where we really Fabinho yeah, was in their box so it was you, Rodri, you know, yeah. you know that's what we were doing at that time. You know, Martinez was trying to play it out from the back. David Luiz, we we pile bodies forward, and what happens if they play through the press? Somebody has to be brave enough to take a man down, and Milner did, yeah. and he did it with a plumb. To be fair, we he were really mu- side them down. Yeah, we were much better. We were much better when Milner actually pushed on. But that's tip that typifies the, the change, which I know we're going to come on to. But you know, when you when we had four up top. We were much better, and this is this might be a thing that we, we, we were looking forward to because, okay, we've struggled against four four two, and now Arsenal have done two games where they played a three four three, and we've had that we haven't really had too much change out of them. If you've got three up against three, and particularly if they've got if they're quite mobile, and like Rob Holden might look seven hundred years old now, but he's quite he's, he's reasonably mobile. David Luiz is obviously a very good, very good footballer, all told, even though he has got a brain fart in him, and and Tierney's a good uh, is, is good as well. Like so, we need, we looked better when we got someone close to Bobby. Mm-hmm. So you so it's not all on Roberto Firmino, and oh, again, it's 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 worth making no no one again. It's effectively pre season, so the sharpness. It wasn't. It wasn't there from our front three, and our front three need to be sharp because in the app we don't have a guy who is a. We don't have an Aubameyang who is utterly lethal. I know Salah is, but he, I, I don't think he I don't is. Think he's as lethal. I think you're right. Yeah, exactly. Think it's a fair point. I think you need. You need those lads. All need to be on form for it to truly click for them. So we move on to the second half, then the big change comes on 59 minutes. Obviously, Williams uh, and Milner both come off. Milner haven't just picked up that yellow card. Tacky and Naby come on. Real change of formation at this point. We go 4-2-3-1. Mm-hmm. We drop Fabinho into centre-half. Gomez accommodates him by moving to right-back. Wijnaldum Cater is the two-man midfield. Bobby behind Salah. Tacky comes on the left-hand side. Mane switches to the right. Huge changes mid-game. Like, maybe it's talked about. It's 59 minutes. So it feels like one of them, we're going to do this on 60 type of things so maybe the lads knew it but we looked so dangerous we played a completely different way and again much like last year with a better side we make the subs and if there was going to be a winner in 90 it was going to be Liverpool yeah absolutely and and yeah again I said it at the top of the live show is that I felt that was our game plan all along the second Cater doesn't start you know the game plan is to go more attacking at the back end of the second half and look to just prey on tired legs and look to capitalise and we almost did enough you know and, and I mean, I don't think we did enough throughout the ninety. Really, you know, we did. We, we had a couple of manners, a couple of chances, which he could, he should really do better with at least one of them. Mm. Um, 
and obviously to Kumi Minamino does brilliantly in, in how he takes his goal. But um, yeah, we we I felt like I said I felt that was the game plan. It was reasonably well enacted. And as we said all along, you can't the certain things you can't account for. You can't account for a. a Brilliant goals, mm-hmm. you know, and I would always say that if you if you you again something you said at the time, if you goal if if the best goalkeeper in the world can't get a sniff of it, then it's a brilliant goal. So and so you've conceded a brilliant goal, an unlikely brilliant goals are often the most unlikely goals, you know, whether it's like a fifty string pass move or a well from that, outside the box, and it, it had well. a bit of both exactly. So that was a, a brilliantly constructed and a brilliantly taken goal. So Liverpool's game plan, you know, if, if it's nil nil and it's not, so it's hard to say this, but if it's nil nil, I think Liverpool's game plan looks pretty spot on. Um, as it is, you're then looking to get a you can get more than that back, and I think there's a window there that Liverpool engineer with the changes of 20 to 25 minutes to go and push Arsenal to the brink and go and win the game. And we don't. Um, Arsenal have five minutes at the end where they actually could just as easily have won it, won it themselves. You know, they looked more energetic after their subs. Yeah, one one thing I want to talk about, but I want to go really in-depth probably on the final work, because I know it's something you'll want to do, is, is the Firmino at centre So let's gloss over that for today. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting talk. But if anyone wants to watch the final word, then, of course, sign up on Red Men TV memberships here, two and tier three, get access to that final word nope. as well. It's, it's uh, and then... Um, it's on the RedmenTV.com. Oh, that one's on the redmentv.com. So get sign up to that, five pounds a month, or you can join the club legend here, or you can join the Discord and everything as well. So you can get onto that. Uh, Red Transfer Roundup it is uh, on YouTube memberships for now. Uh, but we're going to do a lot on Fabinho, I think, at centre half. What I found interesting was Cater and him coming in as, as part of that four-two-three-one. And I, I said uh, during the game, it's probably one of the only things I said that actually was right. Looking back now, is that Cater looks good in that position, picking that ball up, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's able to really bring Bobby into play. And then we've got lads in and around him. You mentioned it earlier Salah plays that number nine Taki does brilliantly gets the goal what was it you liked about that sort of formation those players yeah exactly what you're saying there and I think and again it, I, I'm sure we'll definitely expand on this on, on Monday but the it, it Wijnaldum looks like a place card holder for Thiago Alcantara in that formation where you put a guy in there who's just going to sit in, pull all the strings, and Kate is just going to do his running for him. You know, go and be the be the water carrier for, for that midfield. Um, I like. I li- look, I like Naby in the team. Full stop. I kind of don't care where, and I get it. I, I don't know that necessarily we will do exactly what we've seen there too much. I think so we'll the four, two, three, to the three no, four three more than anything. No, I think four two. No, I think that the. the no, I don't mean sorry. I don't mean four two three one. I mean catered in, catered in there. I, I I think that the more natural shift is that you know when you're playing four three three and he's in midfield, it's just a slight rotation of the triangle, as it were. So you you know your Henderson yeah. drops into a two alongside Fabinho and Cater's more of it more of a ten making a three making a three or four. Um, but I, he. What look what he does on the ball? He picks it up and he just glides forward. It's all side with 10 yards, and he almost always takes a man out with that. He runs past the man and he opens the field up for him. Genie's quite good at doing this as well, but he, not so much, not so much it, today. He used to do it in big games a lot, but doesn't mm-hmm. seem to do it in the no, more normal games, does he? Genie? Genie did it really well in the Champions League quarterfinal against Man City, where the way he tends to play the six is that he doesn't have the range of passing, so he, he will run with the ball to open up uh, passes within his range of passing, whereas Henderson will pass it, Fabinho will just, will, will just pass it from there. But I like Cater because... He changes the dimension. It means you don't have to rely on the width from the fullbacks, and it's telling that you know. I know Robertson actually does get up really high and wide, and you you mentioned it. And Gomez still does perform that function, but the function stops being get this wide to get crosses in. Yeah. 
it goes get wide to stretch the play, and you you can still go through the mid. We're a much more dangerous side with Naby Keita in the middle. Of the and, and let's talk about Taki then. You know, he comes on, gets his first goal for Liverpool Football Club. Yes, it's a little bit lucky in some way, bouncing through the defence, yeah. but he he does what Mane was unable to do on two, maybe three occasions during the game, and that's actually get the ball past Martinez. Yeah, and and, and that's that'll do him no, like no end of good. I mean, that's the that is the thing with Takumi Minamino, and we immediately when pre-match when we were talking about the Liverpool team and what the what's started and what could we do off the bench I was thinking Curtis Jones I was thinking Naby Keita I was thinking Rian Brewster but I wasn't thinking about Takumi Minamino because he still hasn't had that impact yet and look, people who, who, who watched been forensically watched the pre-season games which I, I did not this year um Purposefully, um, I think we'll have, we'll have gone. Okay, that's more of the same. And the bits I've seen from the, from his highlights from preseason, it, he looks like he's now a part of this yeah, team. Even just like you know, you see photos, you see little videos behind the scene videos. Taki just seems to be involved. Whereas you think back to when we lifted the Premier League trophy, he's just off to one side. Gareth Bale like it yeah. in some in some regards. He feels like he's part of this squad now. Yeah. Like he deserves to be there. And with performances like that, when he comes off the bench, good thirty-one minutes, um, then it absolutely should be. Obviously, scores a penalty as well. Uh, let's talk about the penalties then. I think uh, Salah, Fabinho, uh, Taki, Kurt Jones, all great penalties. In fact, nine great penalties and one really poor one. And it's... Is it's, the decision right to bring Brewster on? Yeah, look... It's not. It's, it's only a you poor... You can't say it is. Only penalties are poor. The only penalties are only poor when you don't score them. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, even if the goalkeeper saves it, it's seen as a poor penalty yeah, more often than... the other side not. of the goal when well, it wasn't. No, exactly. So, I look, it's, it, it, yeah, the decision's not... No, the decision's wrong because it's not worked out. You know, we talked about the, we had a comment during the live show about like goal, goals change narratives, and that's what that is. It, it, that is five inches away from being a genius move by the manager to bring this hot young goal scorer in because he's got a great eye for goal and the finishing is just what he does. I, I had no problem with Brewster taking a penalty, even if even though he hadn't kicked the ball because. You know, <laughs> He's a natural finisher. He's got to take three steps and kick the ball at the goal. Like, for God's sake. I mean, I can't... I, I, so, it, it look, Klopp looks stupid. Klopp takes the blame. And Klopp rightly should take the blame. I mean, but again, this isn't a catastrophic statement we're making here. That isn't like, and therefore he needs to go. No, it's just... It is a bad call because it's not worked out. If, if it works out, we're not even... It's, it's a non-conversation. It's not a... It's a, yeah. Again, I think he's fine. He's he's built his power up. He's picked. He knows what he's doing. He's not. He's not gone up there and gone. Oh, I'm going to change my mind later on. This but is not like he's got the balls in the to Champions do it. League final. He's got yeah. the balls to do it. He's, yeah. He he knows when he comes on with 30 seconds to play that he's taken a penalty. Klopp's probably spoken to him before. And will you do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Mm. That that's that that is what Klopp will be focusing on right now. Yeah. On the fact that he wanted to get on the field, he wanted to take a penalty, yeah. not the fact that he missed in a, in a penalty shootout. A poor, a poor penalty for me is like, he does some mad run-up and then he P-rolls it at the keeper. Or he tries a, he tries to do a Penenka and fucks it up. Or, he, you know what I mean? But it's, He's done. We saw a couple of lads try that. Do that. David Luiz's penalty was a bit like was a bit like that. Yeah, you know, he's on. He's gone hard and high. It's controlled and all that kind of stuff. Like he's just. It's it's one of. The, it's just a shame because I think there's a big weight of expectation on Bruce, and I think he feels that. And I wonder whether. 
And I, I, he probably could have done with. I'd, personally, I'd have just, I'd have given him another five minutes, you know, on the field. I'd have come a little bit earlier on because I don't think there was anything really to lose. This is the mad thing with Footy and, and me, right? Is that like I, I think it's something that you said years ago, and it's just stayed with me. Is like, why don't they have an area in the fucking ground where they can kick a football before biggest, they come on? Like, it is my it's like every pe- other sport has it. Yeah, you look at you go, yeah, go look at the bullpen in baseball. You've got your pitcher who comes on. <laughs> And he literally just stands there and throws the ball to warm up because that's his job. He doesn't just come in having not thrown it and expect to to do it something perfectly, do everything inch perfect, particularly at that area of the pitch. I mean, yeah, no, it's I, I find it, the ball for if he was on at half time, he may have kicked the ball. If not, it's probably warm ups, isn't it? Well, there you go. Look, we've got the final word, so we're going to do that on Bank Holiday Monday. So that's going to go out for the RedmenTV.com subscribers. Bank Holiday Monday, get over there, sign up. It's the RedmenTV.com uh, sign up, and you will get that final word. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for commenting, for liking, for all the memberships, everyone who's signed up, everyone who's been a member, and for all the super chats. It's super chats. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we'll be back on Monday as I mentioned and we'll try and forget about this one uh, let's just hope uh, as we said at the top of the show uh, Liverpool lost this on penalties all at last year we go on to win the league let's hope that that is a sign of what's to come uh, and don't forget as well we've got this three part documentary outside put it together it's absolutely incredible it's over on the redmentv.com it's the only place you can watch this right now the redmentv.com get over there here's a little clip and we'll see you out with that thank you goodbye the Man United game is, and it will be probably rightly held up as the, as the moment. It's one nil. You're in injury time. Allison catches the ball in his box, and you see him run. And I think I'm screaming at the time, "Go down, keep hold of it," and all that. But you know when that magnificent bastard grabs that ball, he's got one thing on his mind. And I can see Salah, by the way. I can see no one anywhere near him. And I'm still screaming, get down. Everyone's screaming, get down. Keep the ball, keep the ball, keep the ball. And he just floats it perfectly, hoofs it down the field into Mo Salah's path. And then he's in a foot race with the fastest man alive. It was a Daniel James or something like that. And he can't catch him. And then there, he's bearing down onto the cop, onto David De Gea, nestles into the back uh, and into the net and there's just this explosion, this guttural roar from the cop. Unreal and then you jump around going ballistic and then all of a sudden it's And then it starts to ring around Anfield, we're going to win the league. Yeah, your best player goes and, and, and seals the game, you can celebrate it properly, and then you start singing, we're going to win the league for the first time. And knowing that it's not like on a knife edge, it's not you spit sawdust and magic that's got you there. We're going to win the league because we're miles better than everyone else in the league. That was the time where publicly we all said that Liverpool were going to win the league. We'd all said it privately, but but for fear of being made a fool or being clipped up or putting it on social media or anything else, that was the time when all those fears got pushed to one side and, and, and the whole world stood up and took notice that Liverpool were going to win this Premier League.